Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Jack Isaacovitz was the chairman of the Springbok Legion, an ex-serviceman organization that was set up during and, uh, and just after the Second World War. He was a very prominent figure and started off in the Communist Party, eventually starting the Liberal Party. His two sons, Stephen and Roy, are in Johannesburg doing research about their father and the role that he played in South African history. And they join me now to tell me more about this remarkable man. Roy and Stephen, welcome and thank you for joining me. Hi. Thank you. So I found you, as it were, sitting in the Jewish Board of Deputies archives doing research. What prompted you to start researching your dad now? I've wanted to do it for a long time, um, but I was working and making a family and stuff like that. Um, I'm a journalist, and I uh, worked on various papers in Israel and outside Israel. And I decided uh, about uh, just over a year ago to retire, take early retirement in order to focus on writing this book and hopefully other books. So I finally did what I wanted to do for a long time. And Stephen, were you in with your brother all along or how did you get involved? Uh, I'm not a writer. I've never written. But when Roy told me he was coming to South Africa to do the research and invited me to join him, I joined him. So I got pulled in at the last minute, really. And what kinds of information are you finding about your dad? We were young when he died. Stephen was six. I was ten. Um, and for reasons I can't explain, we never really asked our mother much about him. We picked up quite a lot following his, his death. But there, we, there are huge holes in our knowledge of him, of what he did. Um, so we're mainly researching a timeline right now to figure out exactly what he did and when. We have vague uh, ideas, but we're trying to to cement those. And, and to a large extent, we have through the research. Your research is taking you... So, let's just, um, Roy, you live in Israel. Um, mm. Stephen, you live in Cape Town. You've come together to Joburg to do research. You're using the Board of Deputies Archives. You're also at Wits University. Where are you finding the information? We started off in Cape Town at the University of Cape Town and the National Library. Uh, that's mostly Liberal Party papers. We then went to the Allen Payton Center at the University of Natal in Peter Maritzburg, which is also Liberal Party papers. We spent a week there. Then we came to Johannesburg, and we've been at the William Cullen Library at Wits and at the South African Board of Deputies. And so in all those places, uh, you know how it works. You start reading one thing, and then it makes reference to something else, and it's an endless, endless task. You can just go on forever following leads. Are you enjoying it? I'm loving it, yeah. Has yeah. it taken you on a journey in a, in a direction that you hadn't thought of you'd go on? Yeah, I've never done this sort of research. It's very new for me. I didn't know how things were cataloged and Dewey systems and all things like that. And so I, I'm loving it, yeah. And you, um, Roy, is it taking you on a journey that you didn't know? Are you finding things you didn't no. know? Um, I'm not finding that much I didn't know. I'm hopeful that we will yet find some stuff we didn't know. But what it is doing is validating 
what we vaguely knew, what we, we really couldn't put our fingers on but had vague memories of. And now we're finding my father's, um, you know, his student records from Witz in the 30s and very tangible things which which firm up what we sort of thought might have been right. Are you interviewing people who knew your dad? That's the next stage. I don't think there's many of them around. He uh, he was born in 1915, so of that generation, there, there, there are very few around. We've been lucky to find some memoirs of a very close friend of his in... Uh, in, in one of the archives, which has been very helpful, unpublished memoirs. Um, I will, one, one, once we have a timeline, once, once I have a sort of a grasp of, of, uh, what happened when and where, uh, I will look up old, old, uh, associates, colleagues. I'm not, I'm not, uh, expecting much. I think you might be surprised. I mean, I know somebody already who I could tell you, oh, really? and he would be able to tell you tell in his um, in his friendship sphere of friendship um, would be able to tell you. So ah. I think you might actually find right. that your research is just at the beginning of it. Um, what have you found? What contribution did your dad make to South African history? Well, he had a very uh, political life. He he was a pharmacist. Where, where was he born? He was born in 1915 in Benoni. In Benoni? Okay. Yeah. To immigrant parents. To immigrant from, from Lithuania. Yeah. And then they moved to Johannesburg and he studied pharmacy and his two brothers also studied pharmacy. And then he went to Witz University to study psychology. And in 1940, which was his third year at university, the war broke out. And he went to Abyssinia, as it was called. And then he came back in about 1944 and formed the Springbok Legion. Okay, tell me about the Springbok Legion. Well, I'm just going to add a little bit to that because it's important, I think. He actually came back to the Union uh, in uh, late 41, and he then joined the Air Force as a um, aptitude tester for pilots, doing aptitude tests for pilots, and uh, I think that that th that had echoes. I think down the road, uh, Springbok Legion was a um, organization of soldiers which began early in, in forty one, but the um, the intention of it was to ensure that ex-servicemen, people who were demobilized after the war, would have um, the conditions that they needed in order to uh, survive and survive well and to... Uh, because many of them lost jobs when they went, lost money in various ways, and they needed to be recompensated. Uh, and where the Springbok Legion differed from others, because there were other ex-servicemen's leagues, was that it, uh, what most, what many people don't know is that not all the South Africans fighting for the army were white. There were many, many non, not whites fighting for the army, including a, uh, colored regiment and so on and so forth. And the Springbok Legion stand was that those guys deserved 
the same rights as as any other soldier. And that, of course, in the years leading up to the nationalist election victory in 48 was anathema to, to the trends, to what was going on in the country. And that put it on the radical left of, Israel, of, of South African politics. And the Springback Legion was actually very short-lived. No, it wasn't. It, it, it existed from 41 to 56, I think, something like that. But <clears throat> it dwindled, and he actually left it uh, in 52. Okay, so the one role that he played was in the Springbok Legion. He also played a role in South African politics at the time. Yes, in 1953, he was part of the formation of the Liberal Party of South Africa. And he was a senior person there. And then in 1960, he was detained in the Sharpford emergency. And so um, one, one of my few memories of him is visiting uh, him in prison in Pretoria. Right, And then he was released from prison in mid-1960 and got sick in 1961 and died in 1962. He was uh, very young when he passed away. 46, yeah. 46. Which was better than his father who died at 36. So both of you go for regular <laughs> tickets. <laughs> uh, we beaten both. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> Um, so, do you, you lost your dad when you were small. You have probably less memories than possibly you do. No, no, I've got appalling memory. He has better memories. Really? Mm. Do you find that in this way, in a way, you're also healing yourself by doing research on your dad? That's a good question. Yes, I. Well, in <clears throat> in writing the book, you know, you've got to make certain decisions about how to structure it. Uh, I don't think it will be a straight biography because I don't think there's that much interest in his life uh, as a biography. Uh, However, I think putting it against the backdrop of today and um, putting his politics in counterpoint to what's going on today, I think, in other words, playing around with the present and the past uh, including my experience of Zionism and his, and he was he was a Zionist. He uh, did visit Israel. He he was on the board of the of the Jewish Board of Deputies on the Executive Committee, um, and I've lived in Israel for forty seven years. So I, I think playing playing between between past and present is what we'll do, and for for me that'll be cathartic. Already is a bit here. Yeah. And you said you don't think there'll be much interest. You got to write in a, book. a straight biography. Yeah, yeah so you're writing a book. I mean, just being in the archives. How important do you think it is generally for South Africans to capture this kind of history? I, 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 I look. I'm, I'm a historian, not by trade, but by inclination, and uh, I believe history is crucial. Um, and I'm very, very, I've been very, very happy, satisfied to see the, these good archives in the universities, well maintained, mm. well staffed, keeping, keeping history going. Uh, unfortunately, not, not all archives are, are as good, but some, most of the ones we've seen have been very good. 
Because my feeling is they, we go through kind of cycles of interest in history and our own history and then distancing ourselves as South Africans from history and then engaging in history. And I don't know. No. I don't think I'm qualified to, to, to judge that. I, I haven't lived here for quite a while. But, look, most of the world today, I think, is dis- distancing, is becoming distanced from anything that is um, deep, that takes effort. You know, our lives are cell phone lives, and we're not used to reading in depth and understanding things. Um, and unfortunately, his life was a serious life. It's not going to be good for uh, for a tweet. <laughs> Um, so ultimately, you're writing a book. Yes. And well, that's the intention. That's the intention. No book is written until it's written, but that's the intention. Well, you are a journalist, have and have the ability to uh, write a book, so I you uh, is in good hands with. I hope so. And uh, so then, I just wish you luck. Will you let us know when the book is out? Um, Come back for an interview and uh, review the process at the end of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be back for more research. But I've done enough now to do a, make a solid start and then to know what I need on future trips. Well, I wish you luck in your further research on your dad. And uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you.